Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, John Sorensen, who says most Americans are open to having conversations about spiritual things. Are you okay having a spiritual conversation? Six out of 10 of the people that we approached would say, sure. Yeah, go ahead. And we would ask them these questions, and eventually it would lead into a, a full-on conversation about how a person can have eternal life. John Sorensen, next. An evangelism explosion study conducted by LifeWay Research found that, contrary to what many might believe, a surprisingly large number of Americans are receptive to having spiritual conversations. That's certainly a challenge and an encouragement to believers to share their faith. With me to discuss the study is Evangelism Explosion President John Sorensen. John, before we talk about the survey, introduce us to Evangelism Explosion. EE is a ministry that was started 60 years ago, a guy by the name of Dr. D. James Kennedy, who was a pastor down in South Florida, Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church. Dr. Kennedy started this because he had this wild idea uh, that what would the world look like if every Christian knew how to witness, was able to do that comfortably, confidently, boldly. And and so he had this vision, and he he came up with an equipping program. That's all we do. Uh, We we run about 2,000 workshops worldwide. Uh, today where we equip and train people to be able to witness for Jesus Christ. Last year, by God's grace, we trained just about a million and a half people worldwide mm. uh, in about 400 different denominations and every every language you can think of, and just literally all over the world. And, and we love doing it. We believe that Christians that can share their faith uh, do so winsomely and, do, and, and reach all kinds of people that otherwise in the church we would never reach. So as, as uh, Christians go everywhere in every walk of life they can take the gospel with them and the gospel goes with them so uh, we love that and that's what we do at ee and as far as me i got involved in ee because frankly i was saved through ee oh really (laughs) i was a a rock and roll disc jockey up in omaha nebraska (laughs) at an aor station and a guy asked me two great questions do you know for sure you're going to heaven and i said no i you know i i don't think i knew anybody that knew that and then the second question suppose you were to stand before god and he were to say to you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? And I said, well, you know, I'm a pretty good person. I try not to do too much wrong. I hope mm-hmm. the good things that I do <laughs> outweigh the bad things I do. And this guy shared with me the gospel of Jesus Christ. And about 40 minutes later, I was given my heart to, to Christ. And as you can imagine, it changed the morning show on the rock and roll radio <laughs> station. I would imagine. After I came to Christ. And uh, uh, anyway, and eventually was called into ministry. And, and I have the privilege of working with uh, Evangelism Explosion full time as the president. So uh, anyway, love the ministry. And I love uh, people's lives being changed. Really, at the end of the day, that's the key. And uh, just love to be part of that. Mm. And how long have you been with Evangelism Explosion? Well, I started uh, 1997, January 1st, and um, I'm guessing it's, what, 2022, something like that. So <laughs> we're on in about 25 years of this, Bill. So, Well, a little bit more on Evangelism Explosion later, but first I'd like to ask you a bit about this, this study, uh, the study on uh, Americans' openness to talking about their faith. Tell us why you wanted it done, and what, do you, what were you looking to find out? Yeah, you know, uh, Bill, about four years ago, we started doing a series of events that we call Equip America events. And the purpose of these events were really to 
to show to pastors that you can have personal conversations with folks. And we did the first event in Oklahoma City in January four years ago, and and we walked away from that event really shaking our head because we saw something happen that we'd frankly never seen before. EE is a 60-year-old ministry, and... um, you know, you go back in time and talk to any of the trainers from the 70s or the 80s, and they would tell you as a, as a general rule that when we go out on the street to talk to people, um, we if we approach 10 people, that we would find one out of 10 would allow us to share the gospel. About three out of 10 would have a conversation with us, hmm. but one out of 10 would let us share the gospel. And then out of that, one out of 10, about one out of three of those would take a decision for, for Jesus in some way or another, either uh, a, an assurance of salvation or a brand new profession of faith, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, in, at this event, this Equip America event we did four years ago, very first one, we came back and we did the the totals, and it was something like four out of 10. And we thought, well, maybe that's just Oklahoma City, and maybe that's January. And so we just kept keeping track of it. And Bill, little by little, as these last uh, four years have gone by, we've seen that number grow up to around six out of 10. And again, it just made us shake our heads going, can this really be true? And is it, we've done 50 of these events, and they're they're all over the United States, some out in Seattle, Washington, and, and you know, some up in the Northeast and just really all over the U.S., and we've seen the very same numbers, and we were just perplexed with that. So the only way for us to know if it was something we were doing or perhaps it was the prayer effort that we were mm-hmm. undergirding all these events in or perhaps it's the trainers, we you know, we didn't know the answer. So we went ahead and just hired LifeWay, a very professional research group, to go ahead and do a full-on study to find out how open Americans are to talking about their faith. And and I'll just say this, Bill, about these studies. You know, you'll often hear people do studies asking people, you know, if they ever think about eternal life or these kinds of things. And oftentimes you'll hear these researchers say, well, it's a pretty small number. About 10% of Americans are thinking about eternal life today, something like that. Well, by the way, 10% of 330 million people is still 33 million people, you know, wandering around. wondering. But still, I mean, they would say it's a small number. The problem with it, Bill, is they're not asking the right question. The question is, are they willing to talk about spiritual things? Not if they're thinking about that or not today. And what this study proves is that a shocking number of Americans are willing to have a conversation about spiritual things today. That's what this study proved out. And that shocking number? Is. Well, if you're talking about with a friend, it was 66%. So instead of uh, one out of 10, which is what I said it was for years in EE, it's like six out of 10 if it's with a friend. If it's with an absolute stranger, it's 51%. Mm. I mean, more than half of the people in America are willing to talk to a stranger about eternal things. And and that's what we're seeing prove out prove out through all these Equip America events that we've done across America. and inc- In fact, we just did one in Lake Tahoe not too long ago, and we saw the very same numbers, about six out of 10 people uh, in Lake Tahoe that were willing to have a conversation about spiritual things. So how how would you define a a conversation of that nature, a a spiritual conversation? What, uh, What are the characteristics? 
Well, okay, I'll, I'll just describe one to you. And so I'll tell you about one that I did about a month ago in uh, Billings, Montana. Ah. And and so, uh, you know, we're out. I take a pastor and a couple of lay people, and we go out into the streets, and we just – now, by the way, we – just in case those that are listening think that's the only thing we do, our, our main goal in EE is teaching people to witness to their friends and to their family mm-hmm. and to their loved ones, to their work associates. But the way we do that is by – practicing on people that aren't coming over for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we go we go out into the street and besides it's what Jesus told us to do. He said go into all the world, you know, and the streets of Billings, Montana is part of all the world. And so we go out and and literally we're standing in the parking lot of a laundromat. I, Bill, I personally like to go to laundromats because people don't ever leave their clothes. And <laughs> and you know, and so I, I but we didn't even make it in the laundromat and before we were uh, done that day this car pulls up and this 21 year old man by the name of Anthony jumps out and says I want to go next I want to go next will you talk to me and sure Hmm. enough ask him those very same questions that I asked that that man asked me all those years ago and he said the same thing I said hope so working on it 45 minutes later both he and his his uh, girlfriend 19 year old uh, were given their heart to Jesus Christ and so I mean this is what we're talking about these divine appointments as we would mm-hmm. call them as we just go out into the highways and byways and we find people that are that are almost seeking us out wanting to have a conversation about spiritual things now it it starts in a friendship conversation we don't you know, scream at them we're not pointing our finger in their face and saying turn or burn you know we're 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 asking them questions you know scale one to ten how would you at your life right now and and you know if god were part of your life do you think it would go up or down and and you know sometimes they'll even say well god is part of my they'll tell us a little bit about that and uh, then we end up asking them those two diagnostic questions and sure enough we're always asking for permission we we say is it okay with you that i ask you these questions mm-hmm. and then like with this with this couple that i just was just describing a second ago i said to them at the end of the questions i said I've got some pretty fantastic news that I could share with you if you want to hear it, but it's up to you. You know, you tell me, uh, tell me how much time you've got. And they said, well, we really don't care how long you take. And, mm. and of course, we'd want to hear the news. And I was able to share with them this, the greatest news, which is that heaven is an absolutely free gift that God wants to give us, and we can have it through Christ and what Christ did for us on the cross. Well, my guest today on His People is Mr. John Sorensen, president of Evangelism Explosion International. He's explaining not only what they do as a ministry, the training that they provide, but also we're talking about a study that they had done recently of Americans' openness to talking about their faith. In reality, John, how common are such conversations? You say a a surprising roughly 60% of Americans are open to talking, having a spiritual conversation with a friend or a little bit less with a stranger, but but, uh, they're open to it. But but how common are such conversations? Because people typically you hear, well, the three things we don't talk about are religion and (laughs) politics and something else. Yeah, you know what? I I remember my mom saying that to me when I was a a boy, you know, that those three things are. But here's the the issue I finally discovered later on in life. You know, uh, it 
it depends on who's benefiting by the conversation. If we're trying to extract something from somebody, mm-hmm. either either money or, or we're trying to get people to think our way politically or even religiously, then yeah, maybe those are conversations that you don't have in public. But I remember one time I was watching this commercial and, you know, being in radio all those years, commercials, I, I did a lot of commercials. I was kind of keen toward them. I would lean in and mm-hmm. listen. Do you remember that commercial years ago when it said, at the very end it said, when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. And you remember the commercial. I mean, it was over and over they went. The guy started to talk, and everyone in the restaurant would go silent mm-hmm. and start to lean in to hear. And of course, what was he talking about? He was talking about money. And so obviously, my mom was wrong. You can talk about money <laughs> in a way. Now, the yeah. question comes down to who's benefiting. And if, if I'm talking about money in a way that someone else benefits, then it's okay to them. And the same would be true of, of religiosity, if you will. Mm-hmm. And again, like the example I just shared with you, uh, this young man, Anthony, you know, we weren't talking about the church that I go to. We weren't talking about my thinking he should join our church. Uh, we weren't talking about, oh, you should tithe or, you oh, you should attend every, you know, that's not what we were talking about. We were talking about, does he know for sure he has eternal life, that he has the free gift of eternal life? And so the whole conversation was about him. And if that's the case, then you can talk to people all day long about these things. So it really depends on the the viewpoint, the the vantage point that we're having that discussion. And if it's for their benefit, you can have it. You you said, how common are they? Mm -hmm. Well, as I said, in doing these 50 Equip America workshops around the United States, this was our experience, that we would go out, we would approach people on the street, say, you know, hey, Bill, we're out from a church, we're talking to people about spiritual things. Mm -hmm. Are are you okay having a spiritual conversation? Six out of 10 of the people that we approached would say, sure, yeah, go ahead. And we would ask them these questions and eventually it would lead into a, a full-on conversation about how a person can have eternal life. And, you know, and, and instead of seeing, I think I said in the beginning, one in three of the folks that we would talk to would take a decision. Today, right now, we're seeing better than 50% of the folks that we share with taking a decision mm. for Jesus. And, you know, we you remember we saw a, a blip after 9-11 mm-hmm. of, of a bunch of folks flooding into church, and but it only lasted about six months. Well, the blip that we're in right now has lasted for four years here in America. And not only has it lasted, we're seeing it grow. And, you know, I would even uh, bet I'm not a gambling man, but I'd bet any of your listeners who would say to a friend, hey, I heard the most crazy thing today that six out of 10 Americans are open to having a spiritual conversation. I just got to ask, are you one of those six? I mean, because I mean, I'll be willing to have it with you if you want to have it. And I, and I promise you, six out of 10 folks are going to say, sure, yeah, I'd like to have that. What about in a slightly different context, John? Uh, this is face-to-face, which, of course, is preferred. What, what about in the context of something that is so common in 2022, that of social media? Yeah, you know, the interesting thing in the study, Bill, it's a great question. We actually saw the interest in people having that conversation go down, and not a little, hmm. substantively. The the 
the point being, people strongly preferred an actual conversation. Maybe that's coming out of COVID and people mm-hmm. have felt isolated and all that. But, it, you know, people were very open to a face-to-face conversation where they were less so to a electronic form of delivery. Uh, in the beginning of the study, and by the way, anybody can see the study. It's absolutely free. You can take it. If you go to our website, equipamerica.org, we actually put a link right down at the bottom saying Lifeway Study. You can click there. Every one of the slides shows up, use them however you like. But you'd notice in the very early part of the study, we asked people, how important is hope? And how important is peace? And how important is having purpose and fulfillment in your life? And 71% of Americans said that they thought hope was critical, that they said peace. 74% said peace was critical. 66% said purpose and fulfillment was critical. And yet, we don't know how to get that. You know, we don't, without somebody being and it, you would think well well then why don't they go to the church i got to tell you bill that is not the way most americans think today they do not think going to the church is the answer i wish it were um you know i i went out in uh, evansville indiana heartland of america mm-hmm. and uh, i took the pastor with me we literally walked to the closest neighborhood next to his church knocked on the very first door a 89 year old man by the name of uh, floyd came to the door and uh, it turned out you know, he had had a heart attack about six months earlier, had actually died. They resuscitated him, and he was having anxiety attacks every single day since because he was pretty sure it was going to happen again. He had no mm. idea what was going to happen to him. Here's his church four blocks up the road. He had never thought to go there. I asked him that question. I said, there's a church right there. You can see it. in your standing in your front yard. There's a church. Why didn't you go up there? never dawned on him. Mm. And yet he was willing to have the conversation. And the Mm. pastor, of course, invited him to church, and he's going to church now. But, you know, again, I think that was something else that was really telling in the study. Uh, About middle way through the study, there's a slide that says this, four out of 10, 40% say they never would have thought about it if a friend didn't bring it up. Mm. So I think as Christians, it behooves us. We've got to bring it up into people's lives. Now, not don't do it in a pushy or, you know, a way that, that causes conflict. Bring it up in a winsome way. Ask the question and listen to their answer. Uh, hey, you know, are you willing to have a conversation about this? Um, but, you know, I think that was incredibly telling that I think as Christians, we have to bring it up. And if we do, people are pretty open to having the conversation. As I recall, uh, John, part of this survey, the study of Americans and their openness to talking about faith or having spiritual conversations, looked at the perspectives, the attitudes of Christians regarding these conversations. How open, then, are believers to having such conversations, and then uh, how how many of them actually uh, engage in such? Yeah, it, no, I'm so glad you said that. That was the second study that we ran right on the tail end of this to, to ask Christians the same questions and how they feel about it. And of course, uh, the two studies are pretty opposite of one another. <laughs> Christians either said they didn't feel comfortable doing it or they've never tried. I mean, it was a surprisingly mm. no, low number. I mean, less than 20% that had even tried in the last five years to have such a conversation. And I think for lots and lots of reasons. You know, I, I was a little bit cheeky, I suppose, when I was with the the pastor there in uh, Billings, uh, because I had, we had his son with us, fourteen year old boy, I turned to him and I said, uh, "Young man, have you ever seen the gospel presented to anybody?" <laughs> and he goes, "No." And of course, his dad looks down. And <laughs> now, by the way, yeah. 
he just got repented of that now, but uh, and is actively engaged in sharing the gospel. But um, that's it's really the truth is that somehow I don't even know Bill enough to say how it happened or when it happened, but we became this, in the United States at least, the church became this come to us and we'll we'll minister to you. If you come in the door, we'll minister to you. Um, you know, we're fully prepared to do that. We're happy to do it, but you have to come in. Mm-hmm. You know, and so as a typical rule, most churches, would, the pastor would say, you know, invite your neighbor to come to church, and if they come to church, then the pastor's yep. the witness, basically, mm-hmm. and that you don't need to do that. And, you know, it just misses out on so many folks. I mean, it's, a, again, a surprising number of people that will never walk into the door of a church in their lifetime, not even for their marriage or for their funeral. They, mm. They'll, they'll you know, everywhere else they'll do it, but not in a church. And, um, and so I, I think it behooves us. We must go out into the highways and byways. And as we do, uh, we're going to find a whole lot of people that are open to having conversation with us today. And the reasons they don't, I mean, I guess there's a there's a laundry list of reasons. Of it them. is. Yeah, the biggest one is that they're afraid. They don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're pretty sure they're going to mess it up. You know, if they started a conversation, the person's going to ask a question they don't know. And it went, that's, again, that's what we do as an organization is we equip and train people. I I, I have to say the, the first three words I teach somebody in, in sharing the gospel is are these three simple words, I don't know. Uh, and you know what? It's absolutely fine for you to say that. If mm-hmm. somebody brings something up, you know, they say, they say, but but what you do know is how a person can have eternal life. So I'll often say to people, you know, if they bring up something about the Quran or they bring up something about the, which almost never happens. Mm. You know, I've been doing this, as we just talked about, 25 plus years full time with EE, but then another eight years in a local church before I started on staff with EE. Mm-hmm. So 33 years I've been on about going out and talking to, and I could na- name maybe six times on, you know, not even enough to fill both of my really? hands with fingers, mm-hmm. as far as the numbers of people who had a legitimate um, argument against having the conversation about spirituality or Christianity. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't happen. It's not like, and, and there really aren't a billion objections. There's only two or three. And, you know, and, but you can solve most of them by saying, I don't know. But I do know what the Bible says about how a person can have eternal life. Would you like to hear that? And nine times out of ten, the person goes, sure. And you can always say, by the way, they're really smart people. You can go ask them the question. And if a person really wants to know the answer, you can find out the answer for them, and you can take the answer back to them, and you can share with them what you find out. You know, it's really not that hard to do it. And uh, but, but in the meantime, you can have a conversation about how a person can know for sure uh, that they have eternal life. And so anyway, I, I find that to be incredibly mm-hmm. fun and enjoyable, and I love doing it. And even though you would not know this, I make a really good uh, radio personality and I, I'm not trying to uh, to indict you in any way, Bill, but sometimes those of us who like to sit behind a microphone yep. do so because there's a little distance between <laughs> us. <laughs> I'm a, such an introvert, and yet I've learned to love to do this, mm-hmm. even kind of against my personality, just because I love to see people's lives changed. Well, well John, uh, I, I do want to ask you a little bit more about Evangelism Explosion, but first, what is what for you as the president of that ministry is maybe the key or a couple of key takeaways uh, that you're going to implement in your ministry? 
Well, yeah, I, I think it has given our staff here in the United States, but you know, we're, we're actually doing the same study around the world and we're finding it to be true around the world as well. But at least it's given our staff in the United States a real courage, a real uh, excitement today about getting out there and uh, a boldness in going. And, um, you know, that's what we've seen happen with pastors that have engaged in these events as well. There's been a real awakening in a way. I, I would go so far as to say we're living in the middle of the greatest revival that this country has ever seen, at least in my lifetime, that's going on right now. And uh, for us to see it, all we have to do is get up and go out the walls of the, the church and to go out into the community and to start to have these conversations. But so it's given our staff a real uh, boldness, a real encouragement to go. Um, and it's given us this uh, desire to look for this in, in other places as well. And sure enough, like we've started doing Equip South Africa events and Equip Finland events. And we're seeing the very same kind of openness that we're talking about here in America. You said we are in the midst of perhaps one of the most significant revivals in years. What would be the evidences for you that we're in the midst of such a revival? Well, because the revival always starts with, well, prayer for one, and and I just see a mass, every single place I go right now, I find, it's not even hard, I find the group of people that are praying just intently for their cities. And, you know, I, I'm sure that's true of everywhere in your listening audience. And by the way, if some of you are not praying, it's not that hard. Find the people that are and join them, you know? And, and uh, so that's number one. But then number two, this openness that I'm talking about, again, we know that that only really happens through the Holy Spirit. It isn't mm-hmm. because we're being winsome or it's not because we are you know, mm-hmm. doing something different than others. That's not the cause of this. The cause is the Holy Spirit moving people to be open to having these conversations. And so with that comes the revival and mm. you know, this, this, this growth in the church and the, and the revival. And as we experience as Christians, one of the reasons I love witnessing is that it brings uh, a boldness to Christians. It, it for many Christians, it's the first time they've ever really felt the Holy Spirit move through them, and so it does something to them as well. It grows them up in their faith. It brings them into a deeper re- relationship with Jesus. And so, you know, I love it because we can change others' lives, but our lives are changed as we're engaged in in witnessing for Jesus. So that's what, those are the reasons mm-hmm. I'd say. And I know that there's a lot of people who will say negative things today about the church and how things are shrinking and this and that, or mm-hmm. folks are, but the folks that are running out the doors of churches today are not the real believers. And I would tell you that we had overstated the believers in America for years, and but the genuine church in America is growing. That's what I believe, and I see it. And you know, and so I would just refuse to be uh, discouraging or discouraged in any way today. And I would just jump up and get out and start doing what Christ has told us to do, and you're going to see results as you do. So evangelism explosion then goes out, and is is it primarily teaching within the context of the church, or is it... Yes. Yes, thank you, Bill. That's exactly right. We only teach within the context of the church because we believe the church is the vehicle for bringing permanent positive change to the world. It's what Christ is going to do through his church. And and any other change that we would ever hope to make will be temporary if it isn't in, with this change that happens from the inside out that comes through the church. And so we, we only do that. We believe in the church. Uh, we're not really a parachurch organization because we're not around the church or beside the church. We're only in 
and through the local church. But we're we're an equipping ministry. That's all we do. We get very excited about helping pastors to equip their congregations to be bold witnesses in these days and to do so in a winsome way. I've had many people say EE is the kindest, gentlest uh, way to equip somebody to, to share their faith because we do not teach people to yell at anybody or, or to, to we just teach people to share uh, the truth of Jesus with those who want to hear. Well, Mr. John Sorensen, my guest today on His People, President of Evangelism Explosion International. John, if people would like to read this uh, study, read the results, uh, the findings of this study of Americans' openness to talking about faith or find out more about Evangelism Explosion, how can they get the information? Well, absolutely. Go to equipamerica.org, equipamerica.org, and you'll see a link down at the bottom of the page on this study. It's called the Lifeway Study. You're welcome to download it, look at it, peruse it. All of the the basis, the methodology is listed in there as well. You can see that. You can see um, how it was done. And uh, even the questions that were asked at the end yielded the answers that I gave just now. And as far as uh, learning about EE, you can go to evangelismexplosion.org evangelismexplosion.org. And, and as I said, we just get goosebumps over helping churches to be uh, able to equip and train their folks to be witnesses. We started with this simple idea that every Christian is to be a witness, and that's what we're dedicated to. It's the only thing that we do. And if we can help you in any way, it would be our delight to do so. You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to our guest, John Sorensen, president of Evangelism Explosion. Go to equipamerica.org. Coming up on tomorrow's program, it's Onise Ohikeri on the famine threatening the countries in the Horn of Africa. Earlier this year, like I said, in March, people had started sounding the bell, groups like even Food for the Hungry, World Vision, and you know, they had started sounding the alarm that something major is happening here. And it was until we got to like the middle of this year where the UN cried out, you know, we're gonna have an explosion of child deaths if nothing is done. That's tomorrow at the same time right here on His People. Thanks for listening.